0: Good morning. morning. But before I get started, uh, I I want everybody to chill. How does that sound? I want. Here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to take a deep breath. Exhale. All right. Take another deep breath. Exhale, and then say a little prayer. Say a little prayer. Just get uh, wrapped up in the spirit here and just uh, a minute here. It's going to be all right. We're going to be okay. That's why we have God and that's why we have each other. All right, how's that feel? Feeling better? All right, good. Well, good morning, and thank you. I just want to uh, I just want to start out by saying that um, I really appreciate your support um, and prayers, especially for me, Oli, and the eldership here at Redwood Christian Church. Um, thank you for letting us preach. Thank us. Uh, thank you for letting us share the word uh, with you. And the good news is that it's going to happen. Um, we have worked with Brian uh, at this point, and uh, it, looks, it looks really promising. So next couple, couple of weeks, we're going to be uh, uh, wrapping up the uh, subject of evangelism, and Oli and myself will be piggybacking back and forth on preaching. And then for those that uh, have been here for a while uh Keith Droslow will be will be uh preaching um uh the last uh, the 30th. So it'd be Sunday he'll be here preaching uh also. It was just great to to touch bases with him and and uh, connect again and he is he's more than willing to come back to a church that he loves so much and was a part of. So uh, that's what uh, the plan is for the next few weeks. And then from there, continue to pray for this transition because Brian, uh, his family, they're ready. They're ready to come. They're ready to to start uh, leading. They're ready to, to, to start to build this church and uh, just be in prayer for them. So, um, But again, thank you for the opportunity that we can come together and uh, know, especially the elders, to really uh, be there and and fill in the void that uh, we desperately need. So, thank you. yeah, thank you very much. So, I'm going to preach on the good news this morning, um, and most of you know uh, that I'm a hiring manager. So, I've been in the human resource m- position for going over six years now, but I've been a hiring manager for oh for 20, 22 years. So I've dealt with hiring people. I've dealt with uh, personalities. I've dealt with relationships over the, the past 20 years. And um, I, I had a young man who came to my office one morning and uh, at first glance he, he, looked, he looked fine. But after I started to converse with this young man, um, he was very disturbed. And he was full of pent up emotions and it just just something wasn't working for him and uh, i i felt really really concerned at that point so he you know he started to tell me that he he wasn't feeling well um, he felt that at at this point of his life he he wanted to do something stupid meaning maybe suicide or something like that so he was really really uh in a bad place. Um, and I, at that very moment, I felt the Spirit uh, come upon me. And what I did, I, I went around to the other side uh, where he was sitting, and I sat down with him. And I just, I just talked with him. I just uh, started to converse with him. I started to uh, connect and, and build this relationship that I felt needed to happen. And uh, I asked him, I said, do you know, do you believe in God? And his response was, you know, I don't believe in God, but I believe in a God that uh, is not quite what you believe a God is. And, I, and I'm thinking, you know, okay, what does he really mean by that? So I knew, I knew at that point that he wasn't sure. Uh, but at this point, I mean, he's just in tears. He is just emotional, emotionally unstable. Um, And I mentioned to him, the God that I know is a loving God, one that cares and one that heals. And uh, so I asked him, can I pray for you? So I did. I prayed for this young man. And we spent almost two and a half minutes just in prayer for him. And um, his last comment to me was, thank you. Uh, Thank you. Now, I don't know at that point if the Spirit helped him or calmed him. I, I want to say it did. Um, so I, uh, I said, y- you're welcome. You know, you can always talk to me, you know, if, if it comes down to this, if you feel this way. He felt that he needed the, the rest of the day off, so I, you know, I said, okay, that's fine. You can take the rest of the day off. Well, I never saw that young man again after that day. Uh, he never came back to work. I reached out to him several times, was not able to communicate to him, and uh, I never ever saw him again. I don't know what happened to him. Um, I did reach out to his extended family to find out what was going on. They had no clue. Um, so at this point, um, I don't know exactly what happened to this young man. I know for a fact that the Holy Spirit was working at that point, and I knew that at one point I had to pray and, and let him know that God loves you and I care for you um, so I, and then I asked myself will this lead to salvation ah, It's up to god that's that's up to God I've done my part I should have you know I've, I wish I should have shared more with him because i I felt that he needed more but you know, I, I left it at that. The Spirit said, you've done your job, you're good to go. So, uh, what a joy it was to, to pray with him. Uh, and, and God gave me that moment. And I'm sure that most of you have had that moment in the past. Okay? You are exposed to situations where you can share the gospel. You can share uh, that good news to someone. And it's not that difficult, folks. It really isn't. So, as only mentioned last week, he talked about Christ's ambassadors, an ambassador. Remember what an ambassador is, is someone who represents something, okay? All right? And you find that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Okay? All right. So if you're writing in your notes, well, before I get started, okay, does everybody have a Bible? If you don't have a Bible, there's a Bible uh, in front of you, the church uh, has Bibles in the chair there. If you use your phone, that's perfect. phone is, I, well, I don't know. I'm quicker with this stucker than, the, than the, the, the app. So we're going we're gonna to get your fingers moving today, okay? This is what we have. This is our Bible. This is our scriptures. This is who we are right here, folks. So, so as ambassador for Christ, believe it or not, it's not hard to do to be an ambassador for Christ. And if you're writing in your notes, here's some help, helpful hints, okay? I don't have these on the, on the screen, but uh, uh, these are things that uh, can help you uh, become an ambassador for Christ. And this is leading up to my scripture topic f- for this morning and the, uh, the message. So, first of all, prepare yourselves, right? Meaning, pick a location to talk about God, Have them come to you if you're sharing uh, Scripture. Prepare your personal message. How are you going to discuss the Scripture to them? Prepare a list of probing questions to ask. You know, one question could be, what do you think happens when you die? If you die right now, Do you think you can go to heaven? Do you ever feel like something is missing in your life? Another question is, do you ever pray? So those are some probing questions that you can ask someone who doesn't believe. Next, pray, pray, pray. Pray for the situation. Pray for God's spirit to work with you or in you. Don't rush into the message. You got to build that relationship. It may take a couple days, it may take a couple weeks, but build that relationship. Now, someone who doesn't believe is going to have a lot of questions, so listen and pay attention. And then talk about your testimony. I have a testimony, and so do you. Share that testimony. Next, you could talk about the Ten Commandments. You can go right to Exodus 20 and talk about the Ten Commandments and what that represents. You can lay out the ABCs A, you can admit that you were a sinner at one point. B, you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of Lord and he died for your sins. See, confess your belief to Christ. And then those individuals that are receptive, give them a Bible. Find a Bible for them. You know, work with them. Share the Bible with them. Pray with them. And then last but not least, recommend a church, Okay. Recommend a solid church for them. So these are a few steps you can use in your process of talking with someone about Christ. And this is just one example of sharing um, Scripture with someone else. This is just one step. Let's look at another step. So if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Romans chapter 10. And we'll stay in Romans Chapter 10, verse 9 through 10. All right, let me know when you're all there. All right, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Let us pray, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we can come together. Thank us thank you for the opportunity to to reflect on your word. Thank you, Lord, for uh, your message. It's very important, Father that we understand where you come from and where we need to go. Just bless this time, Father, speak through me and help us to understand the scripture at hand in Jesus name. Amen. Now in this particular scripture, Please note that Paul is a primary, primarily writing to the, the Jews at this time, and um, the truth kind of applies to all the people uh, during this this time. So, the Jewish countrymen were not entirely saved, okay, and because they had rejected Christ's righteousness uh, while they were trying to establish their own, the Jews needed to believe in Jesus Christ as their Messiah. In other words, they needed to confess him, to admit that only Jesus could give them righteousness. So that confess, therefore, has the t- same significance as believing or comparing uh, to confess um, in its use. And you can find that in several scripture readings. The confession as with faith is directed toward God and not men. Um, Faith is the prominent issue in the context of chapter 10, 6, 11, 14, and 17 of Romans. Uh, Paul's interchanged of confess and believe in verse 9 and 11 point to a similar meaning as do believing and calling on the Lord in verse 11 and 13. So has anyone, I'm sure you have, have heard what the Roman road is? Yeah. It's... it's, uh, it's been around. I found this, uh, and, and, and if you didn't get a bookmark, yeah, you got a bookmark. Awesome. I found this bookmark, and this, this dates back when Bob Wood was here, and uh, you guys remember this. Um, it's such a great process, a great uh, topic when you're sharing Scripture and salvation with someone, uh, it's, it, and, this is, and this is what we're going to do, okay? But again, folks... You need your reference. You need something to go to. If it's your phone, your app, your Bible, whatever, you have to have that in place in order to show them. Okay? Now, uh, the Romans is sort of a, a roadmap through various uh, gospel truths that someone years ago put together. Um, it, it mainly starts in Romans 3, and then it moves on from there. Um, we find throughout Scripture that human salvation is mentioned because of this collection, it's a human assembled, not as an official biblical uh, arrangement. Some collections um, may include more or few verses than others. For the most part, the Romans road consists of essentially four parts. And let's look at each part of those, uh, that, those steps. So the, it's, a, it's a human problem, okay, as, as you begin this walk. The first part of Romans... Uh, confirms that the state of every human uh, as sinful in the state of God um, as holy. Now, Romans 3, if you turn to Romans 3, verse 10, so as it is written, there is no righteous, not even one. That is one scripture that explains that. And then the other one is, Uh, chapter 3, verse 23. So, if you go to verse 23 in chapter 3 of Romans, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Okay, so after establishing that all have sinned, okay, the first half of of Romans chapter 6, verse 23, explains the death of this problem and its consequences. So if you turn to Romans 6, 23, let's find it here. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. However, the second half of the verse hints at the hope sinners have for salvation through Jesus. So that second half. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So that is the first part of the Romans road, which is the human problem. Humanity's hope in Christ is our second topic. And that's found in Romans 5 verse 8. So turn to Romans 5 verse 8. And it reads, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And however, the second half of the verse hints the hope sinners have in salvation. So the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, actually, that is different. Sorry, guys. So the second part of Romans Road further explains the hope we have in the love of God Expressed through Christ. That is Romans 5, verse 8. Now that's the humanity's hope in Christ. Now our next topic would be the sinner's response from there. So Romans chapter 10, we'll turn to Romans chapter 10, and we'll read verse 9 through 10, and then Romans 10, verse 13. So if we declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you can profess your faith and are saved. And then chapter or verse 13 states, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, establishing, uh, after establishing that all have sinned, the first half of Romans 6.23 explains the death of this problem and consequence—oh, sorry guys, let's back up here. Once we understand our need for a, a Savior and recognize that Jesus Christ is that Savior, we respond by moving along to the third part of the Romans' road, which is calling out Jesus— so the Romans wrote, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Now, this response is possible for every everyone. Now, Romans 10, 13 expresses God's ability to save everyone. Where else do you find that? Think about it. Where else do you find that? For God so loved the world that He gave us His only begotten Son. Whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. John three sixteen. That's where you find it. And then to sum up Romans chapter ten verse thirteen: Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now the end result of this is that we we want the result of salvation. So the fourth part of the Romans road mentions two results, peace and justification. After a sinner decides to declare and believe in their heart that Jesus Lord is Lord, we find in Romans 5, and turn to Romans 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through Our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Now, this explains that through the faith in Jesus Christ, sinners can enjoy peace with God and no longer separate from the holy uh, God by sin. Now, in Romans 8, chapter 1, rejoice in the result of salvation. Before faith in Christ, all who have sinned were condemned by sin and destined for death. But now, with faith in Christ, there is no condemnation. So turn to Romans 8, verse 1. And and this is a very important scripture for me. I, I really, it's... It goes to the point, life through the Spirit. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. As I, that's that's the, probably the most powerful scripture that, that I know of when it comes to salvation. Um, so we rejoice in that salvation before faith in Christ. All who have sinned were condemned by their sin and destined for death. But now with faith in Christ, there is no condemnation. And the believers are gifted what eternal life with God now let's lead on to the Romans road prayer. Now, think back when you first accepted Christ, think back at the time that you were not of the flesh you were you were you were in sin, you were you were ready to take that next step. But Romans prayer is a, a really important process in which to bring that next person into the uh, family of God. So if you don't mind, read it out loud all together. So Jim, do you have, there you go. So it's okay. Let's Let's read this out loud. If you don't, feel like reading it out loud, that's fine. But this is how you're going to connect with that next person so they can meet Jesus closer. So, God, I know that I am a sinner and that the wages of sin is death. I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, as a payment for my punishment. I declare that Jesus is my Lord and profess my faith for salvation through the death and resurrection of Jesus." Thank you for your grace, forgiveness, peace, and the gift of eternal life. Amen. That's just wonderful, folks. And if you're struggling today with this particular statement, I'm available. Our elders are available. We're available to help each other to, to really understand this particular prayer. So to sum it up, to sum this whole book of Romans up, Romans is a great letter of Apostle Paul. Um, He summarizes in, in chapter 1 and verse 16 that I am not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. This book is the systematic laying out of the gospel and how it applies to life. And therefore, If there is one book in the New Testament to study to grasp the big picture of the doctrine of the gospel and then its application to our lives, it is this very book. Okay, Very important book. As we see, it begins in chapter 1 and chapter 2 with the problem that is addressed in the gospel. You need to start here, chapter 1. Well, chapter 1 in verse 18 is, is where you really start. It's with the wrath of God that is being poured out because we are sinners. That's, <laughs> that's what's happening. Okay, And in chapters 1, 2, and 3, Paul demonstrates why we are sinners. Why we are sinners. What that actually means. Our powerless, powerlessness to change our own condition, our own inability to keep the law of God. That is our, our sinful nature. And then at the end of the chapter 3, we get what God has therefore done for us. For chapter 4, it gets into the how do we get related or how do we get related to Jesus Christ and answer it through, through our faith. And Paul goes back to Abraham and says, well, Abraham and faith. Fascinating Abraham and had faith looking forward to Jesus. We have faith looking back to Jesus, but it, Jesus, but it's Jesus is one in whom we put our faith and is the one we, uh, we deliver. Then if you look at chapters 5 through 8, we really get into what, it's, uh, what is ours when we have faith in Jesus. Okay? And then in Romans chapter 8, of course, there is no condena- condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And then as Paul reviews everything that God has done for us in Christ, he ends up saying nothing can separate us from the love of God and Jesus Christ. Now, looking back at chapters 9 and 11, 9 through 11, takes us into a fascinating glimpse of the sovereignty of God um, in humanity or in history. The gospel wasn't a new thing that God invented. It goes back to the promise of Abraham and God. And then from chapter 12... Through to the end of the book, we have the application of the gospel in the, the life of a Christian believer. Therefore, in the light of all God's grace, the light of the gospel, let us now present our bodies as living sacrifices. Okay? And that is applied in personal relationships, in the church, living as a Christian in the state, the whole of the Christian life. This is the most marvelous book to set out as an understanding of the gospel not just something that believe that i believe in order to go on and say not i believe it but the power of the gospel okay when i embrace this christ by faith this christ embraces me we're talking about life changing eternity changing power here folks this is where it starts, and that's Romans. If you know anybody that's suffering, that's not in the Spirit, that's not saved, this is the process that you have to take. Now, you may have a different way of, of, of going through this, but this is just a one step in order to meet the needs of someone who is really seeking the Lord at this point. Now, I want to sum this up by reading Romans 12, 1 through 2. A living sacrifice, folks. Just remember, just maybe mark this in your Bible or mark it somewhere. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, that's where it starts, folks. And, and we're called to do this. You know, the Great Commission states that also. So the Romans Road, a little bookmark, has a series of scriptures on it that you can follow when you have that opportunity to share with someone who doesn't know Christ. And um, if if you're not comfortable sharing Christ with anybody, pray about it. Have a plan in place and and just... Have that moment. You know when the Spirit's going to talk to you when someone is really hurting and someone is really wanting to hear what you have to say. That door opens. And it's up to us to go through that door and follow through with what Christ has for us. Because you will find in your daily lives you'll meet people that are really hurting, that really need your support. And this is where it starts. Feel the Holy Spirit. Feel the Spirit talking within you. And when you have the opportunity, take the opportunity to pray for that person or pray with that person. Okay? A living sacrifice, that's what we're called to do. And it's I said, this is not hard to do, but it's gonna be it's gonna be let's say it's gonna be scary. It, it, you, we're all human. We all have that nature. Uh, or that feeling of rejection, if, if if it occurs, what this person is going to say or do. It might be a coworker that doesn't know Christ but wants to really understand where you're coming for, from. But you know what? God is a good God. He will comfort that and will direct that particular situation. So, if you have an opportunity, just listen to the Spirit. He's tugging at you. He's tugging at you. Okay. Um, I've had numerous experiences in dealing and sharing the gospel with people. And um, God has a reason for every one of us. And there's a reason why you're in a particular position, a role in life, period. We're all about community and relationships. So pray about this. Prepare yourself. And then move forward with the help of the Spirit or the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we can come together. Read your word. Father, help us to have the courage, the momentum, and the endurance to move forward with your will. Help us to form words so others understand what your love is and what you represent in our lives. Father, help us bring those that need your love, your salvation to us. And Father, help our hearts, help us prepare for that opportunity. You know, Father, when that occurs, your spirit is there. No matter what you do, you're not a failure. We're not a failure. We continue to move forward. We continue to seek your guidance, seek your love. And help us, Lord, to share that love with those that really need it. In Jesus' name, amen.